0: dada it, 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 da 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 bam 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 This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Sunday, July 17th, 2022. And in this episode, a more uh, entertainment pop culture type thing after all that serious stuff I've done with the past few um, uh, recent episodes. In this episode, we're going to be talking about fictional spies. Why I like the fictional character Ethan Hunt more so. More than James Bond. So let's get right into it. So okay, so the James Bond film franchise is now with us for 60 years. It started with the first movie, Dr. No, in 1962, and went until so far the 25th official installment in October of 2021, No Time to Die, Bond 25, which, by the way, No Time to Die, I had a lot of problems with. And I also had a lot of problems with Spectre, which was the 24th movie. Spectre and No Time to Die I have a lot of issues with, but maybe we'll get to that. But first, so the James Bond film franchise has been around for the past 60 years. And then also in the late 60s and early 70s, there was the TV show Mission Impossible. But the film franchise started in 1996, uh, directed by Brian... How do you say his name? Hold on. Uh, so anyway, the first Mission Impossible movie was in 1996. Tom Cruise produces all of them. Uh, and um, he's currently working on uh, Dead Reckoning Part 2, which is a... I think these are the last two movies, possibly, of 7 and 8, with that. Uh, Brian, Brian De Palma directed the first movie, uh, starting in 1996, and Tom Cruise has been playing Ethan Hunt now for more than 20 years, 20-some years now, from 1996 through at least through 2024, and, um, okay, well, let's just say, I'll say what I like about James Bond is, at least for the first Twenty, mo- the first of, first twenty movies. He was a very entertaining character to watch in all the movies. Um, of course, in the sixties, uh, there are some things in the, some of the sixties movies that won't be so playable for some movie, for playable for some people today. Especially if uh, something he did to one of the. Um, Female characters in the beginning of uh, 1964's Goldfinger and also a woman in the beginning of 1965's Thunderball. If you've seen the beginning of both Goldfinger and Thunderball, you know what I'm speaking of in which scenes with the women in that of those um, those things there. But um, first, OK, let me go over the stun aspect. Tom, I don't know if Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts, but he does a large amount, whereas whoever plays James Bond, usually he'll have some stunt body double type guy do his stunts for him for the most part. But when it comes to when Tom Cruise does his character, he commits to the stunts more than in a way that no one else really desires to. Tom Cruise is really great with his stunts when he does all these movies. So that's one reason why, this, again, this is being plugged The title, why I like Ethan Hunt more than James Bond. Okay, so we said now that there's 25 movies in the James Bond film series. Now, of those 25 movies, I'd say only like, I want to say 5 to 10 of them are really good, great movies or enjoyable movies for people to really get stuff out of. But then, it's, but then after those 5 to 10, there's still... Fifteen more movies that are just kind of okay or blahish, whereas even though Mission Impossible franchise has less movies in their series with one to six so far, and soon to hopefully be uh, seven and eight. Uh, outside of Mission Impossible Two from two thousand, which was not good by many people and the weakest. Every movie, from three onwards, it got better and better and better and better. Whereas with the James Bond movies, some were all right, but they also sometimes lowered and went down in quality. So first I mentioned the stunts. Tom Cruise does the stunts more so than whoever plays James Bond. and The stunts are incredibly um, enjoyment level for watching Mission Impossible stunts by Tim, Tim, Tom Cruise. I believe uh, three onwards, the movie's get better, better and better outside of the second movie. Whereas there's more duds and bad ones in James Bond than in Mission uh James Bond as a character mostly for the most part on is on is a works for himself yes he gets some help from M and Q and Moneypenny and a lot of stuff from Q but for the most part he's his own he does everything by himself with little to no help on the outside of these missions where again outside of Mission Impossible 2 Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt gets a lot of help. He knows he needs the help, and he has a whole other team of people to go along with him, male and female, to make sure that his missions get accomplished. This isn't mi- this isn't mission difficult. This is mission impossible. And so those are so we got the stunts for the reason. Stunts first, second quality of the movies. Um, those are the those are two big ones. And over, look, like, yeah, I already said how the Mission, Mission Impossible movies got better and better. And then the third thing I said was the team aspect, where James Bond mostly, for more or less, works alone. Uh, Ethan Hunt knows he needs the help and has a whole team of people to help him along with him on getting these things accomplished and done. So those are three reasons. Now I'm going to try to come up with a fourth and fifth reason on why. I like Ethan Hunt the fictional spy character more than the fictional character James Bond. Uh I think the pacing, the pacing of the Mission Impossible movies uh flow a little bit better than most of the James Bond movies, so I'll go with pacing, the pacing of of how they go for the fourth reason, although the most recent one to come out Mission Impossible 6 Fallout was Pretty extremely way too long at like two and a half hours it was like 149 minutes 100 around there really really long when it didn't necessarily didn't need to be be that long uh mission impossible i'll I'll give one negative now coming out outside of uh the mission impossible 2 part one negative though of mission impossible franchise is their villains their main villains are not are not the best they could be. Outside of Mission Impossible 3, with Philip Seymour Hoffman and his character Owen something, uh, he was probably the best of the Mission Impossible villains. Um, The villains in Mission Impossible are not that great for the most part. Uh, I Solomon Lane was in two movies, so that's kind of interesting that he made it to a second movie since he survived that first one in uh, Rogue Nation, and but also survived at the end of Fallout 6, so I would like to be curious to know whether or not so- Solomon Lane will come back in the seventh movie, Dead Reckoning Part 1. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but it looked like from the teaser trailer there's a new main villain outside of him, so I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, but... So, the mission, like I said, the, the James Bond film franchise has been around for 60 years, but while I like uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall, the 21st and 23rd movies, respectfully, there's a lot, a lot. what could have been so much better in um, Daniel Craig's run on how Quantum of Solace 22 is, and then of course, like I said, I had problems with um, Spectre and No Time to Die, so he only has two Two good movies out of five, really, at least in my opinion. And like I said, because of the whole, after the Cold War in real life, after the Cold War officially ended, by by the way, I'm pretty much more or less free-flowing all these episodes. I like, people like free-flowing thoughts, which is, I I do have some notes, but it's mostly free-flowing for all these episodes, so I hope you all appreciate that. The James Bond film franchise, the first 20 movies were pretty, you know, pretty, had a good run. And then, like, but because, if see, the Daniel Craig movies, they're very sad, depressing, almost nihilistic on how the character is. You know, of course, in the first movie, he had Casino Royale. You know, there was that whole thing with Vesper and what happened to her at the end of the movie. And then after what happened to Vesper at the end of this movie, and also in the novel... That the whole rest of remaining movies in Daniel Craig's run, he would never be able to talk to and deal with women the same, and it's just really downers for the stories on how they were now. So, I wouldn't be surprised with Bond Twenty Six if they went with Bond already being an agent and having much lighter, f- more fun type um, things happen in the story than how this old Daniel Craig one was, but. At least from the first 20 movies... James Bond was kind of... Almost one-dimensional, can you say? Whereas... And this will be the fifth reason for... Why I like Ethan Hunt more than James Bond. After I said the fourth was about the pacing of the runtime, Uh... Or is that three or four? I'm losing track. I'm saying so much now. I'm losing track of when I said what. It happens a lot. What can you do? But... Of the fifth, after what I whatever I said from three and four, after we listen to this, for five I have to say, like I'm saying how, well at least with Daniel Craig they at least tried to make him more human, but all the way through Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt as a character and Tom Cruise really plays him well for twenty some years. He's more three dimensional, you know. He works with the team. He's more three dimensional. He he seems way more human as a character, at least in the movies, than James du- than James Bond feels like in the movies. Now, I know in the novels, in the books and novels, James Bond is more fleshed out in the writing, but the movies show a different side, so there's that. And for a sixth thing, I'll go that my expectations and level of interest for Bond 26 is very, very low. They they may... We don't even know when they'll start filming a Bond 26. If we're lucky it'll be in 2024. And, the, and we'll be lucky if we have 2025 to be a Bond 26 when it probably will come after that. Who knows? Whereas... Yeah, let's make that the sixth reason. The, the gap between movies. Starting with Starting with the uh, six-actor of the James Bond, Daniel Craig, his movies, the gap-wise, the gap-wise, were four and far between. With the exception for the very last time ever to have a two-year wait between movies between Casino Royale was in 2006 and Quantum of Solace, a Degree of Comfort. Quanti- de- degree, of com- de- degree of Comfort was two years in 2008. There were four years between Quantum of Solace and Skyfall. And then there were three years between... Skyfall and Spectre, but then a six, almost six, and six and a half year wait between Spectre and No Time to Die. We know because of this beer bug, C-19, why that took a little bit longer, which is a whole other story. But anyway, the gapping for the Daniel Craig, he he had a 15 year tenure, a 15 year run, but, but, but just five movies. Whereas Roger Moore had a 12 year run and seven movies. So no official James Bond actor has surpassed movie, movie time-wise as playing the character as Roger Moore with seven movies running from 73 to 85 in a 12-year one. Whereas, whereas Daniel Craig had a longer tenure, a longer run at being 15 years but only doing five movies and he had to... Some people might have thought he probably should have maybe have stopped after Skyfall and some to stop after Spectre depending how you like or didn't like Daniel Craig as James Bond. But, um... The gap between the James Bond movies, especially in the James Daniel Craig era, was way too and far between. Whereas in the Mission Impossible movies, the longest time between movies was only between Mission Impossible 2 in 2000 and Mission Impossible 3 in 2006, with this also fairly long six year wait time. Whereas any other movie outside of that six year run, it was only five years or less between movies. So that's a sixth reason why. Gap movie-wise, why I like Ethan Hunt more than James Bond. Now I'm gonna have to think long and hard real quick to come up with a seventh reason. Since uh, James Bond is 007, and seven is a nice a number that a number that people like a lot. I need to give a seventh and final reason on why I like Mich- uh, why I like Mission Impossible's Ethan Hunt character, the movie series Mission Impossible, and the character Ethan Hunt more than what's going on. For a while with James Bond and um Yeah, it's just James Bond film franchise. Alright, so a seventh reason. I'm losing track of where all my reasons are in here. Hopefully when you listen, you'll it'll be coherent and clear for you. But the seventh reason that I would like Ethan Hunt, fictional spy Ethan Hunt, more than James Bond is Let me think for a sec. I need to have a good reason to cl- to start closing, wrapping this out. Like I said, well, I'll go back to how the how long like, with that Roger Moore, Daniel Craig thing. Okay, and I'll, and I'll elaborate more to make it a seventh point. The commitment, the commitment that that Tom Cruise has to this, to. Be Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible 1 from 1996 and to still be playing that same exact character in a more human way for 20 plus years to come back in Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning Part 1 in the summer of 2023 and Dead Reckoning Part 2 in the summer of 2024 for 20 plus years. Granted, of course, he did other movies besides Mission Impossible between all these 20 some plus years of acting. Whereas the Daniel Craig, um, whereas the James Bond character, outside of Roger Moore playing it seven times, every other actor, for whatever reason, only did six or less times, and with Roger Moore being the top at seven, so that is a that is a big commitment and enthusiasm to play that same character. Mission Impossible One, Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible Seven, Eight, or Mission Seven and a half, however you want to call it, of uh, the Dead Reckoning, continued from 96 to be 2023 and 24, 2023 and 2024. That is someone who really wants to embody that character. 20 plus years, the effort, the consistency, the passion to do that. That's a good seventh reason, I would say. And I, I, I question, I question Paramount, especially after... The, Tom Cruise showed Paramount how successful Tom T- Top Gun 2 Maverick is this in this 2022 uh, year calendar year of this recording. Especially how Tom 2, T- Top Gun 2 Maverick did so well for Paramount. Why are they stopping Mission Impossible at the end of Dead Reckoning Part 2? I believe from what I read online about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2 7/8 it se- seems like they're wrapping up the story of Ethan Hunt's character. As in Tom Cruise's run of Ethan Hunt at the end of Dead Reckoning Part 2 in the summer of 2024. My question is why? I still believe that... I believe that Tom Cruise could play this part into his 90s and do a Mission Impossible 9 and 10. But for whatever reason, Paramount seems to want to end Mission Impossible at least the Tom Tom Cruise iteration at the end of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2 uh, in summer 2024, where I really do believe and think that Tom Cruise could do this in his 90s for many more parts. But my only, if it's not just Paramount, but it's also Tom Cruise, my only way I can think of why it's happening this way is that at the end of Dead Reckoning Part 2 to, for, to close out Mission Impossible, this, these last two movies, that it will give us hopefully... Unlike No Time to Die, a satisfying conclusion ending, wrapping up of the Ethan and Ethan Hunt story of 1 through 7, or 1 through 7.5 slash 8, because... I knew Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning in a teaser trailer. It showed a lot of callbacks to the first movie. Maybe there'll be some callbacks to the other the movies that weren't the first one, also. But there were definitely callbacks to that first movie a lot. If you rewatch the uh, teaser trailer for Dead Reckoning, very well done. And thanks for Tom Cruise welcoming us in, welcoming us in back into the audience at the beginning before uh, Top Gun: Two Maverick started as well. Great, great guy to do, good, good, good stand-up guy to do that. For those seven reasons, that's why I like Ethan Hunt and Mission Impossible more than James Bond. I'm very skeptical and low expectations for Bond 26. James Bond 26, we have no idea when it's going to come out, but we know the release dates of Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning 7 slash the rest, and the teaser trailer for it looked really great, really neat, and so those are the reasons uh, why I like Ethan Hunt more than James Bond. Don't get me wrong, I like James Bond a lot. I like Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. I like Daniel Craig as James Bond, though. Like I said, his were a bit too sad, depressing, and uh, almost nihilistic, and really just like I get they made him more human, but at the same time, after what happened at the end of Casino Royale, the rest of the stories didn't just act didn't um go, go to the level that Casino Casino Royale was, and so they got to pick a they got to pick a director that makes it worthwhile. A good guy that actor to play it for hopefully a good run of times longer than say I want to say longer than five times though who knows how many times someone's going to play a port in any type of character in a movie but uh yeah I don't want this to go on too long so those were seven reasons why I like Ethan Hunt more than James Bond and this is my next to the last podcast of today I finally completed seven podcasts today there is an eighth to go I'm sorry, ninth. No, this was the 8th when I added uh, Switching Political Parties to be the 7th. So I got an even more fun, more um, lighter uh, uh, podcast to end after after this one. And then there'll definitely be a podcast on Thursday the 21st. Unknown whether there'll be any podcast Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. But there will be a last final video coming out on Tuesday or Wednesday that you should look out for uh, if you like my content and my work. So, yeah. That's all for now. I hope you enjoyed my opinions about Ethan Hunt and James Bond and uh, Ethan Hunt Mission Impossible and the James Bond comparing the two t- t- together. And uh, tune in to the last episode of today where I will be finally going over my official ranking... Of the Austin Powers Movie Trilogy, after doing some other Austin Powers content, both on the podcast and on the videos, in both of those kind of platform ways, this will be what I haven't officially done yet as an episode, but a good way to close off today and make it fun and not as lighter than all those worldly and political and all that kind of worldly, um, all those life in general and everything other sun type issues. Yes, Life in General, Everything Under the Sun, with my personal ranking of the Austin Powers Film trilogy to end as the ninth and final podcast of today. The 10th will definitely be uh, what's happening on Thursday the the 21st, uh, but unknown Monday through Wednesday, with the exception of knowing on Tuesday and Wednesday that there will be a video. So with all that said... With all that said... (laughs) Din 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 dinner din 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 This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out.